Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, my guest today is one of my favorite Trump supporters, Jamie. The First Amendment of the Constitution allows us all the right to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. She, like many other Americans, felt they had a grievance during the 2020 election. She also, like many other Americans, traveled to Washington, D.C. on January 6th of 2021 to see President Trump's keynote address at the Save America March sponsored by Women for America First. Settle in for her firsthand witness of some of the events of that now infamous day. All right, Jamie, thank you for joining me today. And for those of you just joining us, uh, my friend here, Jamie, was at the Capitol on January 6th uh, for the, the, the march that was called. What was, the, what was it called? It was called the Save America March. Save America March. Okay. Um, just getting, just, just to kind of set the stage, and I'm going to try to be as balanced as possible. Uh, you don't want to ask you these questions, but I don't trust media, or any of the dominant media, because I think at very at the very at the very least they're biased, um, right. at the very worst, corrupt on six different levels. And no matter who's in office or what party is in power, the me you know the media that doesn't like them will just try to destroy them and and spin everything. And it's just hard to trust. And we're all right. subject to it. Nobody is exempt from it. I don't think. Um, so I wanted to have you on just because I want to have your firsthand boots on the ground perspective of what you saw that day and why you went and, you know, so kind of just tell me, why did you go for one? Yeah. Uh, were you called? Was there a, was there a, you know, Mr. Trump, did he push a button and say, call all the drones to Washington? Why'd you go? Right. So, okay. So I went because. I think the election was absolutely stolen. I think that Biden didn't win. And I watched the election on, you know, election night. And I went, I didn't go to bed, actually. I stayed up. I was waiting for the winner. And I'm watching Trump in the lead. And then everything just shut down, right? And I don't know who was watching that night. But if you remember, it just stopped. And it was weird. And in years, you've never seen an election just stop. Like it finishes, right? It's done counting. We find out who the winner is. There were so many weird things. And I was just like, um, of course I wanted Trump to win, but besides that, it was just off. There was, there's so many things off. And so, um, then my like, mom, like, well, let me stop you. From, when you say things were off, was it just like a feeling you had or what, what, no, it was what numbers changing on the screen. There were actual numbers changing on the screen that were flipping. So Trump was in like, there was, there was changes that you could see. And then they shut down the election and they said, we're all going to, the election workers are going to go home and then we'll resume counting in the morning. Is now, that I weird? I don't follow elections too much in terms of the you know details. But yeah. They, so it they, shut do down. They, like, is, do they normally just. They normally run it all the way hours, all through the night. Okay. Yep. So that yep. was kind of the first red flag. So that was the you. first red flag to me. So that's kind of what got me like thinking, right? So um, 
And then I followed really closely all the election fraud in Georgia. I saw the videos come out from the State Farm arena of people hiding ballots. And then that when they and then they had a video of when the, it, the election got shut down that night, they told everybody to go home. Everybody didn't go home. And this is on video. The Democrat workers stayed there and they started pulling boxes out from tablecloths under tables I remember and scanning them through the machines, right? So I, that's I, I don't know. The one I saw was I saw people shifting boxes around. I don't know. It was hard to tell exactly what was going on from the yeah. one I saw, but. So I saw, I followed all of that very closely and I watched videos and testimony and I listened to the hearings and I was, I just followed it really closely, which I never had before, but it just piqued my interest. So I followed it all. And I just know for a fact that the election was rigged. All you have to do is follow the evidence. Really. If you actually pay attention, it's right well, there. Based on what we just said about media, not being trustworthy, how how do you know? I mean, what is it that, what fact? Because it's actual video footage. This isn't people telling me what to think. It's me wondering watching. and actually watching the video and listening to people's testimony, right? Okay. It's not just listening to the news and getting somebody's opinion. I'm trying to follow all the actual facts. Okay. So that's really what made me, okay. So then Trump, I think, I don't even know how actually he asked. My mom called and said, hey, Trump's doing a rally in D.C. Because what it was, was that's when Mike Pence and was going, he could have stopped the certification of this, of the election. So that was the whole point of January 6th, is they were all certifying, the senators were certifying the election. They were saying if they thought it was fraud or not. And that was when it was going to be final, okay? So that's why the march took place. So my mom called and was like, do you want to go to DC with me? Um, you know, they're doing this Save America march. And I was like, sure. And the reason I did it was because, you know, you feel like you have no voice because if you think everything is wrong or stolen or fraudulent, what do you do? You can't do anything, but that, but it's supposed to be democracy. It's supposed to be Americans being able to put their vote and their voice and make it be heard, right? Right. So if you can't do that, you're just stuck. So that's how I was feeling. I was feeling stuck. I felt like I couldn't do anything about it. And then when they had this march, I'm like, you know what? I can at least show my support. Like that's something that I can do and show my voice because I'm so over it that, that I just want to be able to be heard and show my voice and show support to President Trump and to show that I know that the, that the election was fraudulent and be able to just really show my support. That's why I went. So then we went and it was great. All right. So you get there. Yeah. Was Did the rally start at a certain time? Yeah, so it started early. So what was super cool is we drive to DC, we get to our hotel and people were like, just be cool. There's Antifa and different groups there. So just be on your best behavior. So that's really the goal, right? Is you don't, who was telling the goal you, was who, to go. Who, who was telling you that? Just random people in the hotel. Oh, okay. Hey, just so you know, there's some Antifa here. So don't get into a ruckus. No big deal, right? The goal really was, to just show support. So we get to the hotel, we chat with some people. 
um, you can see just all different walks of life, like every so many different people there. It was really cool. So we get there, we talk to people, and then um, we go to bed really is all that we did that night. Then the next morning we get up and we had met some people across the room from us that night that had said, Hey, do you want to walk over with us in the morning? Cause it was going to start early because Trump was giving a speech at the ellipse. So he was giving his speech first and then we were all going to march down to the Capitol together. So we go um, and meet these ladies. And then they said, do you want to Uber with us the next morning? So we said, yes. So the next morning we meet up with these ladies, we call an Uber and we get in the taxi or whatever. And we really didn't know these ladies except to introduce ourselves and kind of meet to go together. And so they, one of the ladies was like, do you mind if we say a prayer? And I was like, uh, no, whatever, you know, I don't know what religion they were or whatever. The, ca the cab driver, I think he said he was from Kenya. And so they said a prayer just that, you know, everything will be peaceful, that whatever. I don't remember the prayer, but then I just remember the taxi driver saying, thank you so much. That was such a great way to start my day. And I thought, how cool is this? You know, it's just a cool way to like start the day. So we go down um, and then we start walking to the ellipse and uh, there were so many people like the media completely underestimated the people, which was interesting to me. That was one thing that stuck out to me is they were like saying, oh, there's, you know, a few people here to support President Trump. It was so freaking packed. It was far past the Washington Monument from the ellipse packed with people. So we if you were to take a guess on how many people were there i don't even know I, I i would say i i i couldn't even tell you there were so many people i think the media said like a hundred thousand i'd be guessing at least five hundred thousand or more oh the, at least the whole wow that's a lot it was it was packed so really just which, the morning was just which, in which they've been noted which they've been known to depending on who, whichever party's in office they've been known to skew those like photographs and numbers oh only 12 people showed up or 12 million people showed up depending on who what side is in and what right. who, who they support well it's interesting because president trump calls the media out all the time right they hate him because they call him out he calls them out when we were in his speech he even called them out and said they won't show you how many people's here turn the cameras around and everybody was because we were in the vip section listening to president trump talk and we turned around where the media was behind us and we were like turn your cameras around you know yelling at them turn your cameras around they would not do it they would stop recording before they would turn their cameras around and show all the people that couldn't get into his speech that were again far past the washington monument just solid wall of people and they wouldn't turn around and show all the people there because obviously when you're in VIP, it's smaller, right? So he's they're just showing the area in front of us looking towards President Trump and right. it doesn't show the magnitude of the people. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so we go and we're waiting in line and we meet this girl named Regina who is totally awesome. She's in some of the pictures that I texted you and we just happened to get into VIP seating because we were walking, we went, got through security and we were trying to figure out somewhere to sit. And this guy waved us through into the VIP section. I don't think he knew really, he knew who we, we were nobody. So I don't know how we got in, but we got lucky. So we got into the VIP 
and we're waiting and President Trump gives a speech and honestly his speech was kind of boring like it was just something it was stuff that we had already heard he was just talking about everything we already knew the election fraud and it wasn't a super interesting speech it was like but it was cool because it was President Trump um and then he said we're going to peacefully march we're going to peacefully protest walk over to the Capitol um and then make our voices heard I think that was his exact words was we'll we'll walk over to the Capitol peacefully and have our voices heard. Um, so that's what we did. So we walked over there and it probably took from when the speech was over to, for us to get there. We stopped and bought like a t-shirt and then we start just we're walking with the crowd. So we walk with the crowd and everybody's just pumped up and excited and there's music playing. So we get up to the Capitol and it just starts getting more, you know, packed and more packed as you get closer. And there we found we heard that people were got had gotten in that were in front of us. And so we were like, oh, should we go in? And then I'm the like, you know, like what? you heard that people got into, into the Capitol building. Oh, the right. So we're on the lawn. We get to the front lawn or I think it's the front lawn of the Capitol. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go up as close as we can and not go in like. This is a federal building. I found out since it's supposedly the second most secure federal building in the United States. Okay. So I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, let's not go in. We'll probably get shot was my assumption. Like, I don't want to go in. I, I have kids. I don't need to, I'm here to support. I don't need to go into the Capitol. Right. But I was at, like on the front lawn. So we didn't actually go into the building. We just stayed on the grounds. Okay. So, well, I was going to say, so there was no, there was police presence, but there wasn't like, there was a border. So far, far back, like on the, I don't know what street it is, but whatever street that you can drive on that's closest to the Capitol, there were, there was like a perimeter of cops and they were literally just chilling on their like cop cars, just watching, making sure things didn't get crazy um and so there wasn't it which is so weird about all these people saying that they were let in that's just a fact and more stuff is coming out now which we didn't know then but they were let in so okay. yeah so did you see was this just a like everyone standing around and all of a sudden it just happened or what did, did, was there like, like a typical mob mentality? There's always one dumbass that, that no, something what, that triggers the rest of the crowd. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. It was super, it wasn't mob mentality as there was a ton of people. And the closer we got, there was this scaffolding on whatever side we kind of got pushed to. Cause there's so many people you're just going with the crowd. And so at one point we were in front of this scaffolding that was, they were working on something in on the building. And so people were climbing the scaffolding and they let down an American flag and a Trump flag. And then there was guys coming out saying, we just got in, we sat on Nancy Pelosi's couch. They're setting off a few smoke bombs, but that's it. So those were people who had told us they just left the inside of the building because they were climbing up and over. But it wasn't like this mob crazy rush. It was more like random people that were coming out saying they had gotten in. So we would we talked to them and 
Um, there was nothing like no shootouts, no police. And so I'm just like, huh, that's cool. You got in sweet, right? Nothing like they're shutting us down. Nothing like that. Just, they just said, we just got in, we chilled on Nancy Pelosi's couch and we left was basically it. So then you could see like there was a few smoke bombs being let off, but at this point you're still not scared. So there was the only thing that scared me at that point was that people were climbing on the scaffolding. And I told my mom, we need to get away from the scaffolding in case it falls because there's so many people climbing on it, trying to get up to the building. But again, it wasn't a crazy mob mentality. I didn't feel like I was going to get trampled. And I was a little cautious. I was like, you know, just be careful. Because crowds are crazy. Was the whole building surrounded or was it just in one side? Like the main steps? I don't, I don't, I've never been to the well, it was it was pretty much the the entire building and at one point the police had made a barricade and we kind of pushed them back and then they just hung out at like the front okay okay but at this point remember all the, there was already a ton of people in the building they'd already got and it. coming out like going in and coming out weird so okay. So, okay. So then at that point, we just went to the lawn and we hung out on the lawn and we just, we just basically hung out for a couple hours watching everybody come and go. And we just were part of the scene. So we're just watching everybody go in, come out and just kind of congregate. It was just congregation. Really. You're just all standing there doing nothing and just hanging out. Then we got a couple of messages from President Trump. So the one that said, I'm asking for everyone at the US Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order, respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. And when you say we Uh, got the message, how how did you get the message? Through what? uh, Twitter. So So he just sent it out to the world. Okay. Yeah, so he's sending it out to the world via Twitter. And then he sent another one that said... Uh, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. So the whole time we're, you know, just hanging out, he's tweeting this out saying, stay peaceful, whatever. So then it starts to kind of get later, probably about five, maybe six o'clock. And we knew that Antifa, that there could be confrontation I've been watching other things happen since the election at, you know, at, at dark, there's just fights and things blow up and we didn't want to be a part of it. So when it started to get dark, we said, all right, let's take off. We'll go back. Um, and at that point, I think is when Mayor Bowser, the, the mayor of Washington, D.C., put out a curfew from like 6 or 8 p.m. to the next morning. So we tried to, we were a little bit farther away from where we needed to be. So we thought, well, we'll just get an Uber and get to our hotel. It'll be quicker. Well, we couldn't get an Uber. It was all packed. So we stepped inside a hotel um, just to try to find a ride and get off the streets. So I'm looking at the, this is what was so crazy to me and kind of my revelation about the news uh, to your point about not trusting anyone because my husband was calling me like, Jamie, you got to get out of there. This is dangerous. And I, I was telling him like, no, it's not. 
that you should see it. I was trying to FaceTime him, but there wasn't very good service. I'm like, this is awesome. It's just everybody's so pumped up. It just feels so great. Like everybody is just supporting America. We're just trying to have our voices be heard. It's not scary at all. So anyway, we get into the hotel and on CNN, I think it was, or one of the news channels, they were showing all this craziness. And I'm looking and I'm at my friends and my mom that we had, you know, had gone in there with me. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't happening. This is not happening. It was so mind blowing to me that actually what was going on in front of my eyes was the complete polar opposite of what they were showing on TV. I told my mom, this has to be pre-recorded. I don't know what's going on. How can they do that? It was, it was so wild. I mean, that's a big building. Is it possible that that could have just been that craziness could have been happening on another part of the building? It could have. And now that, yes, that, that could have been, but now that I've seen more footage, it's very obvious that, I mean, they, they show them being people being led into the building and were they, were I they, was were just being let in or just not being stopped from going in. I guess there's a difference. They were being there. waved in by, by, by who? By Capitol police. They were, they were, you saw them waving people in, come in that they were actually literally, yeah. literally were doing that. Wow. Right. So here's, what's crazy is, um, you know, now looking back and I, I told my mom and I told my husband that day there, this is so off. There's something, it just felt off, but you didn't know what it was. Right. I don't know. I'm just somebody going to peacefully protest the election. So then you see all of the craziness and, and it just, you know, there's something off, but you don't know how or what it is. Right. Yeah. So at that point, you just don't know. And so now things are coming out and we're starting to learn more. And you find out like that the Biden administration is withholding 10,000 hours of footage from the Capitol. Why? Why would they do that? If they're trying to get to the bottom of this insurrection and see what happened, why are they withholding 10,000 hours of footage? Yeah, that, that does make you wonder. Doesn't that make you question? So those are the things that I'm like, this, it doesn't make sense. And I ask these questions and there's no answers. And then little by little, you start to kind of try to piece together things and we still don't know the answer. Yeah. And we may never, and why don't we know the answer? That's the question. Why is it so hard to figure out what happened? Yeah. With, with all the media, with all the technology, you'd think there, everything would be, there'd be, there'd be evidence of everything. Right. And then, and then you think, how did the second most secure building in the United States get breached? Does that not raise red flags to people? Well, and the and the the media being inside taking all these glorious pictures of it. Right. And then you've got that John Sullivan character from Tooele who was paid 70 or 90,000 dollars for footage. Uh yeah, I'd heard about that story. Yeah, so what's the details on that one? So what's the details? Like those are the things that make me question everything, especially when I was there. And when I know it was peaceful and when I know everybody was not being crazy. Are you surprised that it got to that level? When you no. like, was there any no. indication that, that, that someone would do? Cause I, I don't know anything about okay, the so it's I, thought, a I, thought, of... I thought it was like a public building that anybody could go, like certain parts of it, like, like the Utah state Capitol, you can just walk in as a tourist. I believe you can just walk in. Maybe I'm wrong, but. But at the U S Capitol building, 
I would assume, and this is what I did assume, was that there'd be armed guards. That was my natural assumption. Just on a, under normal circumstances. Under normal circumstances. Right. And then you put the together the fact that everybody knew that this was going to be a huge gathering. You'd think that that would be even more secure. But the, the DC, the mayor of DC refused the National Guard. Trump wanted the National Guard there. They refused a lot of help that could have diffused anything. Right. Why would they do that? That doesn't make sense either. That doesn't make sense. So I'm not surprised it got to that level, but it's not because of the supporters that were there. I'm not surprised because nothing surprises me any anymore. I think it was an absolute setup and I don't know how yet and I'll find out, but I think it was an absolute setup. And, and with everything that I saw with the, uh, you know, the BLM protesters in Antifa and Portland and Seattle and everything that went down so heavy in the summer, that didn't surprise me. But I don't think it was the Trump supporters that caused it. Someone asked, someone asked um, that if I, you know, if I thought that Biden was legitimately elected the president, well, of course not, because that's why I went to yeah. the Capitol was because that was a certification of a fraudulent election, in my yeah. opinion. That's okay. yeah. Prep, prepping for this, yeah, there was some questions I allowed people to ask ask us, and that was definitely one of them. He said, "Are you?" I'll read it. Um, obviously, you don't think he was legitimately elected because you went because you didn't believe. Right. It. Right. Not, what evidence would you need to see to change your mind? Okay, so isn't that such the best question that anybody could have asked? Because the evidence that I need to see, nothing's going to change my mind that it was fraudulent because I know for an absolute fact it was fraudulent because I've seen, I've seen so much evidence. Now, the question to, that I pose is why, if Arizona is doing a full forensic audit of their election, why is the Department of Justice trying to stop it? Why is the Democratic Party trying to put lawsuits to shut down the audit. Wouldn't every American want an audit on the election? Full transparency. Full transparency, regardless of if you want Biden to win or Trump to win. Because if they do a full forensic audit and they find that Trump didn't win, then it is what it is. And you just have to deal, right? That's what about what about the people who say the same thing, who say, oh, your guys, you're, you guys are just whiny little wussies because your guy didn't win and you're just crying about it. And well, I, I, I think a similar thing was done when he won the first time. There was a lot of people right. who said this was stolen. and Absolutely. You know, Nancy Pelosi tweeted out that this was a, a, a fraudulent election, that it four, was stolen, four years ago. right? Yeah. So, but if, it, if that's the case, then we should have done a full forensic audit then. I'm not opposed to any audit anytime yeah. because if there's something that's going to verify the truth, or show that something went wrong, why would anyone be opposed to that? Yeah, because I would want to, and there was, I know there's been lots of talk that says, if Biden, why wouldn't you want to know you were legitimately elected? Absolutely, because yeah. he wasn't, that's why. Yeah, or maybe the, it's just a power thing, I don't know. I don't trust yeah. politicians either, but that's oh, all. I don't either, but that's, I think also, one of the things about Trump is he's not part of the establishment. And that's that's the reason why I, I hated him because of his like, just his personality rubbed me the wrong way. The, the first election, I didn't even vote because I didn't, I hated them both 
I like couldn't stand either of them. And then, and then I kind of just started liking the fact that he wasn't part of the establishment and that that's why people hated him so bad was because he wasn't part of it. And he, well, I know the first time I pulled the trigger for him and it was a struggle, but because, because of what he wasn't, not kind of what, because of what he was, because I was so tired of uh, Clinton just to me, she was just another politician. Say whatever. Absolutely. You, just like I, got, I couldn't do that again, and I didn't. I didn't pull the trigger for him this time because I. I think he lost me in the last year when he just started being a complete arrogant douchebag to most people. Yeah. yeah. Like you do. You're acting. But like what's that. funny is that's what caught me. That's what hooked me, because I appreciate. I appreciated the fact that he would tell the truth, whether somebody made a a comment of it's like you know, it's just, he's just that truth teller that people can't stand. Cause they don't like the, it, the way he does it. And he's and he, in all fairness, the, he was gruff. And I would say absolutely not, not very presidential. Yes. But, but he told the truth. And that's one thing I can't stand is a liar. Yeah. And so that's what I appreciated about it. Yeah. And that's what ultimately made me a Trump supporter and like that made me so supportive of it. And then you start to get so sick of the establishment and the politicians that that's why you get so involved in the election because, and then you see this fraud and you're, and you're thinking our, uh, all of our branches are failing us. The Supreme court won't hear it. And then you start realizing different connections between like, for instance, the Georgia, there was a ton of fraud election fraud in Georgia. The judge that wouldn't hear the case was Stacey Abrams' sister. Stacey Abrams is a Democrat who tried to run and didn't make the cut. So you start to realize these parallels and then it makes it even worse and you're even more frustrated. And so in my mind, I'm like, do an audit on everything so that we can see what went down, which was really why I went to DC. And generally if people, if, people want the truth they will they won't fight doing that's it. right but ever, a lot of people have i call it trump derangement syndrome they have that so bad that they would rather have an illegal false election than have trump in office yeah no i, I get it because i, I, I see that too people and, and he's i don't know he he's got he's got so much ability to not be such a doofus that yeah. just blows me away. It's like just but stop. Wouldn't you take a mean tweet? I, I, I appreciate the the honesty and the calling out of the media that that rarely any other politician ever does. But man, just be a little nicer about it. But that's just me. But I take a mean tweet and a douchebag over slobbering Joe Biden, who his handler should literally be in jail for letting someone with dementia and Alzheimer's be in office. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. No, I- like. Those people should be in jail for allowing him to be in office because he is so not there. Like he can't even remember. He can't remember anything. It's a, so I'll take a mean tweet and a douchebag over that any day of the week. And here, and then here, this, this like makes me go back to my position on media. The conservative media will expose and highlight every slip up that he ever makes and the dominant media will do everything they can to make him look like Jesus Christ incarnate. Right. That's so why that's I don't, so, I so shut it all off. We're both. So 
that I think is the divide where the divide comes from with either side is we're all being fed a per, you know, parts of the, maybe parts of the truth. Right. Or no truth or none. And that's because did you hear about that Fox news reporter, her name's ivory and mm -hmm. she got on air and she called out Fox news on air for while suppressing stories while working at Fox. Yeah. But now instead of saying what a cool person she was for trying to expose the suppression, they're saying she's a disgruntled employee. If you don't want the other side heard, you discredit, you discredit, right. you destroy. So I've just learned, and this is what's part of so sad about, okay, so if the media is corrupt, right, and you don't believe a word they say, you shut it off. So where do you get any information from? You get it from different opinions. I love to, I, so many of my friends are hardcore liberals and a lot of them are hardcore conservatives, but we have really great conversations. Um, and I love that. So it's wild to me that Twitter can suppress every conservative voice. And so that you don't hear both sides. They're trying to lean it all one way. Yeah, so you only hear true. one side. So you used to think, oh, I can get it from different opinions. I can hear my liberal friend's side. I can hear my conservative friend's side. I can make my own, you know, come up with my own conclusion. And even that is suppressed now. I mean, on January 7th, yeah, they were shutting down anyone who had an opinion or proof of election fraud. They just shut them down. Lynn Woods, Sidney Powell, uh, General Flynn. They're shutting down all these people. Why? Why do you shut down opinions if you're not scared of it? Or if yeah. there's no truth to it, why would you shut it or down? Or if, if, yeah, if there's no truth to it, then let them... The phrase, you know, give them enough rope to hang themselves. That's right. You will. Let them hang themselves if it's not. That is absolutely true. Regardless of what you believe. If you're lying, it's going to come out eventually. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. That's crazy and sad. Yeah. But um, you went there and that was it. Okay. Back, backing up a little bit, actually. You'd mentioned he was sending out, he'd sent out a tweet. I should have asked you this then. He sent out a tweet saying, be peaceful. And then he was shut down by Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. He was thought? shut down. And this is what Twitter said. As a result of the unprecedented and ongoing violent situation in Washington, D.C., we have required the removal of three Donald Trump tweets that were posted earlier today for repeated and severe violations, severe violations of our civic integrity policy. So I read you two of the tweets. I mean, there, there was nothing violent about it. And one of his tweets said something about, you know, Mike Pence has the power to, to make this right. Um, and I think that was part of why they shut him down. But I don't know. Uh, sorry, tell me your question again. I just spaced out. The, the, the tweet, he sent those tweets about being peaceful. Right. You know, exercise your right to, you know, peacefully protest and then be peaceful. And then he was shut down. Yeah. And then I think this is the one, the, uh, the third one. He said, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones, which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth. And the word fraudulent was probably the trigger. Right. But guess. why? 
Yeah. Because no, it was, and we, everybody think, so many people think that it is. So why can we not peacefully protest? Here's the question I, I don't, the thing I don't understand is the Capitol riot that they're calling it, which was actually just a peaceful protest. Well, with the exception. That gone astray, that went astray. Yeah, those people went in. Why? That was definitely not peaceful for sure, but. That wasn't peaceful for sure. But the thing is, who was it? That's yeah. what I want to know. So as a whole, yeah, but I wouldn't call it a riot. A riot is throwing things through buildings and throwing, making things on fire, which we were seeing all summer long. Regardless of the reason, it doesn't matter the reason, whether you think an election is fraudulent or, or you know, the death of somebody. Like, period, the reason, reasons matter, obviously, but the way that you protest, why is that held in a different regard? Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't understand. That's just like my common sense coming out. Like at the Capitol, there weren't things being thrown and burned. And I mean, what's well, the worst breaking. thing? What's the yeah. worst thing really at the Capitol? Ashley Babbitt died. Well, that's the, yeah, that's a question, right? Those and those she, wasn't she the one that was shot right at that door? They were trying to bust. They were trying to breach it. Yeah, door. that John Sullivan was pushing her up into. That's the guy who was filming and got oh, paid to film. Okay. He was, he was with her, pushing her oh. up in there, and then she was shot. Okay. So that's that's one of the worst things that that happened. Yeah. Then they say all these police died. It's come out that I think one police officer died, and it was of a stroke. It was of something that happened on his own regard. It wasn't, he was not it beat over related the head to that. Yeah, which, which is, if they're spinning it to make it seem like, like right. it's connected. Well, no, I saw- So what's the riot? That's my question. It's a good question, right? What's the riot at the Capitol? What's the riot? Probably just all the people bust, you know, walking through the hallways. I know I saw a video of a guy, you know, busting out a window to, to get through. Yes, but did you also see the Trump supporters trying to pull him down? Is that the one that was, that, that was a different one? No, I saw that one too. Where they, okay. People trying to say, don't, we're not doing this. Don't do this. Right. Yeah. No, it was another one where they, they busted through a window and everyone started crawling through it. Again, I don't know where, I don't know the source of it or where it came from, but right. Right. Yeah. But so the worst that happens is, is people bust through the building and sit on Nancy Pelosi's couch and smoke a joint. That's the worst that happens. Yeah. Besides Ashley Babbitt, obviously. Yeah. That's awful. But in all the other stuff, in all the other riots, there's people killed, like multiple people killed and people being beat up and injured and fights breaking out. And the, and the, and the argument is they were fighting for a reason and a purpose where, whereas these whiny Trump supporters are just mad that they're right. ready to win. That's the but why part. is their reason less of a reason than ours? Because my reason is we don't have a democratic society or a country if we can't vote. If we can't That's trust Venezuela. Them. You know what I mean? That's some crazy stuff when you don't feel like you have a vote and you feel like you're corrupt all the way up to your DOJ, your FBI, your Supreme Court. Yeah, it does make you question. Because that's ultimately what people are feeling and that's why they're frustrated and that's why they went. Yeah. So okay. their reasoning is great and and you riot and you, you know, go fight win and you have rallies and you bust through the streets and burn stuff down. And then you have a march to save America and it turns into 
this craziness that is going to come out that it was it was fabricated in some way and it's starting to come out little by little and we'll see right you don't know the truth until yeah, probably still, years later yeah in trouble who knows we're still not we're still i i go back to this all the time we're just we're still not getting to never know honestly it might get right. closer, but we're just never because people have agendas on both sides and it's just gonna be right i don't know i don't know what the answer is love love your neighbor be kind that's very true that's no. very true but we also shouldn't be not able to exercise our rights absolutely to peacefully protest either yeah regardless Agreed. of why you're peacefully protesting peaceful that's the key but yeah there's always a, the key. there's always the fools that will ruin it for every i i was for example but why is this more why is this crazier than everything else that went on it's just perspective it's perspective that's all that's yeah. that's why those will say that it is i know i know i was in denver living there in 97 when they won the super bowl for the first time and that was a happy event and i was downtown with i don't know it was probably thirty thousand people downtown and it was interesting to watch everyone was just loving each other and high-fiving and great and, you, and the cops of course were lined up and one person climbed up on a street light or set something on fire and that was it and then the tear gas came right always because there's that mob mentality i won't get busted for this i don't you know right there's no accountability that's probably what happened there too is some but what's crazy is that trump's inauguration in 2017 they lit a limo on fire and the media cheered it on uh let's see again it's just like you never whoever's in power right yeah it's it's interesting but that's why i went right because you have to have a voice and regardless of who we are what we believe or what side of the aisle we're on we should be able to have a voice and be able to talk about it with each other without trying to destroy each other is my argument too we don't have to kill each other but we're not interested in doing that anymore we're it's too hard to spend the effort to get to know somebody and know why they think the way they think it's much easier to put them in a box and other them putting them in that right other, or cancel culture that yeah just shut you yeah. down and it's let's just shut you down scary. instead of hearing what you think it's frightening that we're getting that close to you know yeah but why why is that why can't we just listen why can't we listen to each other confirmation bias we don't want our beliefs that are deeply held beliefs that we've had it's hard for them to be challenged because right. i th i think if beliefs we've held our whole lives because that's what we've been taught are challenged i think there's almost a fear of holy crap i've been duped i'm an idiot i feel like an idiot because i've been duped all these years i think that's the fear it's like right how dare you challenge me and i, I have a friend who he calls himself the liberal atheist geek and he's just i've never met him in person just social media and he's very articulate and his arguments are very well crafted and he's but he's not a bomb thrower and i had him on my show years ago about you know what is that that feeling we get when someone challenges something that we think is right and we just dig our heels in and it was a fascinating discussion because we don't agree on probably like two percent of things we agree on but he's respectful 
So I like talking right. keep him in my world because if I put something out there, I know he might call it and I might have a, a new angle on an idea that I thought was solid and legit. And it might not be, right. might not be right. I yeah. don't know. I, we don't do that. We're afraid to do that. Yep. You know? Yeah. I'm not afraid to do that. That's a kicker. I'll but listen. Yeah, That's, but generally speaking, I think we are. Generally speaking, and it has to change, but who knows? The kicker is like, I, I think I was telling you a couple weeks ago, like I could tell my story of why I went to DC and what I saw happen on the ground perspective. And you're still going to get people that are like, she's lying. That's not what happened. Yeah. She's, doing, she's, she's misled. She's brainwashed. Right. You get all that right. no matter what. Yeah. So it's just interesting. It is. I think people are going to believe what they want to believe sometimes, which is kind of what I got sick of. I got sick of people telling me what to believe or what to think. Yeah. And you have to start asking questions for yourself, regardless yep. of if it's not what you want, right? Yeah. Like if something seems off, it's most likely off. Yeah. Agreed. Even if you don't like the outcome. All right, Jamie. Thank you for sharing your on the ground perspective of that yeah. crazy day. The day that yeah. will live in infamy. Another day that will live in infamy, as they say. Thank you again for listening to the Parish the Thought Show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Paris the Thought Show.